It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. Full stop on the internet. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Lockdown Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775. Packer injury report just came out as we're recording this. So we're going to get to that a little bit later. Uh, the, the Seattle injury report also just broke as we are hitting record here. So uh, plenty to get to as we look toward Sunday night. I will be there in the press box uh, trying to make sure that Andy Herman behaves. No, uh, but I will be with Andy. And it should be fun because the snow is coming. It's going to be cold. And I have said all week how much I like this matchup for the Packers. We're going to get into all of that. I want to start, though, with a little bit of the, the I don't want to say blowback. Mm, that's probably the wrong phrasing for it. But I, I put out a tweet this morning and I mentioned that The Packers are one of the best teams in the league at creating pressure. The Seahawks, bad at stopping pressure. I said the Seahawks are a bad run defense. Aaron Jones, activate. I said the Seahawks are the 31st ranked defense defending number ones. Devontae Adams, let's go. And that the Seahawks are the 32nd team creating pressure in the NFL. And Aaron Rodgers, playoff Aaron Rodgers, activate. And I got a lot of heat on that because it was like, oh, well, anything can happen. And it it, it felt like, oh, well, and now the Seahawks are going to win because of all of these things. And it's just, it's fan cynicism. And I don't understand it. I understand wanting to guard yourself, right? This is like you're, you're dating someone new and you really like them and you're really excited about it, but you don't wanna jinx it. You, you have convinced yourself it's going to end in flames, specifically so you can protect yourself if and when it ends and you get hurt. And that is a natural, a natural reaction for so many people in relationships. If that's how you are when you're like in love with someone, of course you're going to be like that 
with your favorite NFL team, maybe your favorite sports team, full stop. And it is true that stats are previews, not predictions. But we use statistics. We can use those numbers to say this is what we know going into the game. This is what Seattle's good at. This is what Green Bay is good at. It doesn't mean the game is a sure thing. I mean, we talked about this all week on our show. The Packers won a bunch of games in the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers was the best player on the field. Seattle can win a game because Russell Wilson is the best player on the field. But the fact that those stats say what they say mean that the Packers' chances of winning are better. It doesn't guarantee the Packers win. That's not how any of this works. This is all about trying to guess probability. It's trying to predict the likelihood of something. The Packers have the advantage on both sides of the ball in the trenches. That is huge. They have the advantage with their best two offensive skill players. And their advantage, yes, Seattle can create big plays down the field. Yes, Seattle can run the ball a little bit. The gaps between what Green Bay can do to the the Seahawks and the Packers' pass defense, for example. Yes, they give up some big plays, but in the aggregate, Green Bay finished 10th against the pass by DBOA this year. And so the, the difference between what the Packers' defense can do and their so-called liabilities, the, the gap between those differences are bigger in the, in the aggregate for the Packers' advantages because their advantages on their offense are bigger and their advantages on defense are more important. Rushing, rushing the quarterback is everything. Russell Wilson may be a very good quarterback relative to his peers when pressured, but when you pressure him, he is worse, significantly worse than when you don't pressure him. And so, guess what? You want to pressure him. And it doesn't matter. As much as we think, you know, sports sports fans are notoriously superstitious. And I am superstitious. I'm, I'm sure you are too. And feeling good makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel nervous. And what it does, moreover, is it amps up the stakes. Because it says if Green Bay loses... It actually makes it a bigger deal if Green Bay loses because they were expected to win because so many factors said that it was likely they would win, that if they lose, it will be a massive disappointment. And let's just be unequivocal about this. It will be a disappointment if Green Bay loses. Green Bay is the better team. They have advantages in key areas and way more key areas than Seattle does. None of this is to say they're a lock. None of it. But it does It, it does matter. We can't just say it doesn't matter. It, it's like in, in investments, you hear at the end of those, um, you know, like fidelity ads or whatever it is, Charles Schwab, that, that past performance is not indicative of future performance, right? And that is true to a point. The stats tell us something about what happened, not necessarily about what's going to happen. You have to use the data at your disposal to push forward, to extrapolate, to predict, and say, okay, if a team is this, if this is what this team has been, then what do they have to be in order to win? And and I've heard a lot of like, well, if the Seahawks do XYZ and the Packers do XYZ, then Seattle will win. Or Green Bay has to do 
you know, ABC and and Seattle will win. Okay, well, those teams haven't done that. So it's like, oh, well, the Packers are bad against tight ends, so uh, Jacob Hollister could have a big game. Well, Seattle hasn't thrown to the tight end consistently all year. Why would they start now? They've played plenty of teams who struggle against tight ends and haven't done it. There are plenty of teams who are going to are going to be able to, you know, present these matchups, these same or or more advantageous matchups for Seattle and they haven't taken advantage. Seattle is who they are. They are the team they've been all year. So when we look at those stats and we say these are where the advantages are, these are where the advantages are based on what this team has been all season and particularly with Seattle. Particularly with Seattle. They're just going to be them. They do not change who they are for anyone. And, and to their downfall, in fact. Because they, sh- they would be smart to let Russell Wilson just cook. They would be smart to throw the ball more down the field. To use play action more. To go on more fourth downs. To use their tight ends more. They're, this is who they are. And, and that's all you need to know. So this is a situation now for Green Bay where, yes, they are expected to win. And I understand the, the reservations people have. The matchups say Green Bay is not just a favorite. They are, a, in my opinion, a heavy favorite. And, and we talked on the show earlier this week about the point spreads and what the numbers say about Green Bay in these matchups. I really like the matchup, and I've said that all week. I will continue to say that. And even, even if the Packers lose, I will continue to say this is, this is the truth. This is what we know going in. This is who these teams are going in. If they play differently, if Green Bay goes in and has three turnovers, yeah, they're probably going to lose. That's it. That's it. But that's not the team they've been all year. They don't turn the ball over. If they turn the ball over, it'll be because they made mistakes. Not because they hadn't all year. It doesn't matter. So Green Bay is the better team. We should expect them to win. It is okay to expect them to win. Your feeling a certain way does not affect the outcome of the game. You feeling confident going in has no bearing on the game's outcome. I know that we like to think it does, but it doesn't. And that, that makes us feel out of control, and I understand that. But that's the reality. As much as we feel like you know whatever socks we're wearing make a difference, they don't. So we have to we have to just understand and try and look at this as objectively as we can and say this is where the advantages are this is where the disadvantages are and this is how the Packers have to play to win. The Packers can be who they are and win. Seattle has to be the best version of themselves to win. David Harrison here the Locked on Washington football team podcast celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number 
number one organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. All right, let's talk about the injuries because I think they only amplify Green Bay's advantage. Now, the biggest question that there is right now is about Kenny Clark's health. And he's listed as questionable officially, but has practiced the last two days in some capacity. And that is a big step in the right direction. Apparently, Matt LaFleur said they're optimistic. It's a back issue. We'll see. Green Bay has the counter because they can just slide Zadarius Smith inside. They can play more Rashawn Gary inside if they want to. And it is a, a, a matchup that if Kenny Clark is healthy, even at 65%, 70%, Kenny Clark should dominate. And I think any of their defensive linemen up front, I mean, Green Bay can dominate this matchup. And, and here's why. Even in a normal circumstance, Green Bay would have a big advantage when it comes to the offensive line of the Seattle Seahawks. Backup center, who's been in who's been in there for six, eight weeks now. But now Mike Upati, doubtful for the game. So now they got a backup left garden. Dwayne Brown, questionable, has has been limited in practice slash not practice all week. And the Backup for Dwayne Brown is George Fant. Packer fans will remember George Fant. And if you don't, I, I would say Google George Fant Packers, but probably don't. He's not a great player either. So now you're taking a weakness for Seattle and you're amplifying that weakness. So even if Kenny Clark is 70%, 80%, that is a big advantage for the Packers. This is... One of the reasons why I'm so bullish on the Packers in this game, they can dominate the line of scrimmage. So it's going to be about getting in Russ's face, protecting on the back end, two deep safeties, getting yourself so you're not beat. Be deeper than the deepest if you're Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. And do not let Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf get by you. That is all that matters in this game, really. If, if Seattle, Ben Baldwin said this on the show and I thought it was great. If Green Bay dares Seattle to run, they will run. So, dare them to run. 
because you'd much rather have them running than have Russ do the thing because Russ is really good at the thing. So not, not only was going into this game, could we have predicted that Green Bay would have this big advantage with their front? Now that, that advantage is amplified. I think they're going to use a number of different looks. I think they're going to play nickel. I think they're going to play some base. I think they're going to be in a lot of that big nickel look, some dime. They're going to let Seattle run the ball. But they are going to play mixes of coverages, never give Russ the same look twice, in, uh, certainly not in the, in the same um, drive. You want to mix it up. This, this can't be the, the Mike Patton uh, well, it's going to be Phil Rivers, and so he's seen every defense, and so we, we, you know there's there can be no mixing of anything because that was just a vanilla game plan. They can't do that against Russ. Remember, Mike Patton was in Seattle for a year before he came to Green Bay. He took that that time off from coaching, and and was in Seattle. As a consultant, he was sort of doing a, it was basically a study abroad. It was just a fact finding. And so he's been around Russ. He's seen this team. He knows how Pete Carroll works. And this Packers defense has had Russell Wilson's number for years now. Team, The home team wins these games. And and so Green Bay, if if what Mike Patton has done all year is the is the thing that they rely on, it can work. We can rely on trends. That is what trends are. They, are. they are saying, here is what the data has been, and this is what it's likely to be in the future. It is not everything, okay? So the, the Packers rushing four can work. They can rush three, and it can work. And you play seven on the back end, don't give up big plays. I, I don't see how Seattle scores enough to win this game. And you can say the Packers are a fraud this season, for whatever reason you want to say that, but Seattle is a bigger fraud. They have they have had to win more close games. They've had to come from behind more often. They get down early. They get down right away. This has been their MO all year. All of a sudden, they're down 10 nothing. They're down 13-3. They're down 14-6, 17-6. Always. Every game is like that. And Green Bay, guess what? One of the best first quarter teams in the league. This is when Aaron Rodgers is at his best in the first quarter of this season. Guy has a passer rating of like 112 in the first quarter this year. This is where the Packers, another place, they have an advantage. How many more places do I need to mention it? How I mean, the, the Packer fans are are so cynical this week. We went through the last two years of absolute garbage. Of absolute garbage. And you bring in Matt LaFleur, he fundamentally changes the culture. And you bring in Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, and they further that culture change. Adrian Amos. You have a step forward in leadership from guys like Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari, Brian Bulaga. This is a different team than it's been, and all anyone wants to be is negative. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Someone explain it to me. The Packers are about to play a divisional playoff game at home after a 13-3 season. They win the NFC North. They get the two seed. And fans are mad. What are you mad about? What are you mad about? Explain it to me. Explain it to me like I'm five. It doesn't make any sense. 
It, it, it is just people want to be mad to be mad. Why? Why? You love your team. You love your Packers team. Why would you choose to be mad? And, and this is the response I always get. I'm just being realistic. I'm just being realistic. No, you're being Debbie Downer. You're being a cynic to be a cynic so that if they lose, you can say, I told you so. And if they win, you can say, well, I'm happy they won. I'm happy they won. That's it. It is, it is the win-win scenario. To be cynical is the win-win scenario. Because if they lose, you get to say, I was right. And if they win, then they won. Why, why would you waste your time being negative? And, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not someone who is always trying to be positive. I'm trying, I'm trying to be a realist. I'm trying to provide the information that I think is most important for you. That's my goal. I'm trying to be right. That's it. I'm trying to be right. That's all I care about, being right. That's all I care about. The outcome of the game. I, I get paid either way, okay? No one produces more Packers content than I do. No one. There, you can look it up. No one does it, okay? It, I'm going to produce it either way. And we've this show has grown the last two years when they've been bad. You love it when they're bad. People are going to keep watching. They're going to keep listening. They're going to keep reading. I, I don't understand it. I, I, I won't pretend to understand it. It's ridiculous. And, and there's just, there, it's an entitlement. That's it. That's it. It's an entitlement. And I'm not going to feed into it anymore. I'm just not going to do it. It's why I don't talk about Kevin King and TJ Watt anymore. Because I'm just, I'm sick of dealing with the, the entitlement of it. It's why I keep tweeting out the stats about how awful Muhammad Sadu was and how Emmanuel Sanders didn't really make the 49ers better. By the way, Emmanuel Sanders didn't make the 49ers that much better. George Kittle did. Okay, that's it. George Kittle. That is the reason that he was good. That is, he has opened up the offense. Debo Samuel being great and being a really talented player has opened up the offense for the 49ers. And you can say, oh, well, if he'd been in, in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy G. By the way, Jimmy G not been really any worse than Aaron Rodgers this year. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is, if, if anyone can learn how to, can know how to use Emmanuel Sanders, it's Kyle Shanahan, the best play caller and play designer in the league. So there, there are plenty of, of things to say critically. I've been critical all season. If you've listened to me all season, you know I don't I don't go into these these post-game recaps and just say everything's great. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is to talk about the game and and to to speak critically about it. That's what we're all here for. That everyone on this on this feed right now. You guys are here to have a conversation, to be a part of something. It's more about being a part of of all the other Packer fans. We we are everyone here. We're all part of this together. That's why this is fun. That's why Packer Nation is great. That's why Locked On Packers is great. The Locked On Packers community is great. You guys are awesome. And it, it, I'm, I'm very thankful for you. I really am. And, you know, not getting, not getting sappy on a Friday, but it, it, is, it is awesome that, that you guys are so great. I, the, the negativity just boggles my mind. That's all I can say. This episode is brought to you by WISE. Progress is great, isn't it? 
people listen to music on record players, then tapes and CDs. And now you can stream music and podcasts. When technology moves forward, you move with it. Like with Wise, the modern way to move money internationally. It's smarter and simpler. They use new technologies. So when you send, spend, or convert money with Wise, you get a better exchange rate with lower fees. And over 30% of transfers arrive in less time than it takes to listen to this right now. Join over 10 million people and businesses and try Wise for free at wise.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing with Philips One. This one is the ideal one for those who are still using an old school manual toothbrush. To all those people, it's time to take your brushing one level up. The solution is a simple one. It's the perfect timing one. It's the long-lasting, battery-powered, or USB-rechargeable one. That comes in multiple colors to match you one. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com one. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S dot com slash O-N-E. I want to finish up uh, with some predictions. Um, my pick on Packers has been clear all week. I, I like them 28-20. I said that yesterday. Uh, will not waver. I, I think Green Bay. And, and there's, a, there's a scenario in my mind when Green Bay wins this game like 27-17. That's where I, I think Green Bay is better than Seattle. Can Russell Wilson single-handedly win this game? Yes. Are Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf scary? Yeah. Is Jadeveon Clowney? Uh, you know, falling on Rodgers the wrong way, something that, that should be concerning. Yeah. And and everyone can worry about the 49ers next week. Who cares? Who cares? Just go win this game. Go win the 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 first playoff game in Green Bay in a while. That's all. That's all that 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 is the only focus that that you can have. This could be Brian Bulaga's last game as a Packer if they lose. So you want it for him. You want it for David Bakhtiari. You want it for Mason Crosby. I think Minnesota loses, but it's close. I think Minnesota loses something like 27-24. I think they cover. I think that line is way too big. I think, frankly, the only line that isn't too big is Green Bay-Seattle. I think the Chiefs-Texans game is going to be closer. And I think Titans-Ravens is going to be closer. I think I think both AFC games are going to be within a touchdown. Though I could see the Chiefs blowing out the Texans, because they just don't show up sometimes. They just don't show up. And I, the Titans game, Titans are going to be in it because they just don't make mistakes. They just don't make mistakes. Derrick Henry is awesome, and they're just going to they're gonna run it. And Ryan Tannehill's not going to make mistakes. And, and it's going to be a close game. I don't trust Kirk Cousins or Jimmy G. So, I mean, I think that could be one of those games where each guy has, throws two picks. No one, no one should be... How should I say this? I don't think the 49ers are as scary as they looked the last time the Packers played them. And so I don't I don't believe that it is fait accompli if Green Bay plays San Francisco that that's just a no-win situation. This is not the Kobayashi Maru from Star Trek. It is not like that. Green Bay can go to San Francisco and, and play well enough. I don't know if they will, but they can. This is back to my original point here. They, they can play well enough to win. Doesn't mean they will. It just means they can. And in the snow, 
it's gonna be mid-20s to start the game. It's gonna be high teens by the end of the game. Green Bay's defense ultimately wins this game. I think the defense is gonna play really well. I think, I think the offensive line for Green Bay is gonna give Aaron Rodgers enough time to make plays, and Green Bay is gonna score enough to win. That's it. And and we're gonna talk about it on Monday. So uh, get ready for that. If you have not reviewed the show on iTunes, I would highly recommend that you go do that. That would be great. Uh, it helps us get the word out about Locked On Packers. So I would highly recommend that you do that. We can find Locked On Packers on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 in the divisional round. Packers Seahawks until Monday. Stay locked on Packers. We'll be right back.